Alright, what up guys? Um, how, we, how we doing tonight? Doing good. Welcome to uh, the first episode of Cast Rule Everything Around Me, aka Creamcast, the internet's frothiest hip-hop <laughs> talk show. <laughs> My name's Ovik. I'm Curtis. And I'm Nolan. Uh, so get things started for this week um just talking about what we've been listening to for uh just your general general music i um i don't know if you guys have given it a listen but i've been checking out little pumps new album yeah she love my diamonds that bitch wanna give me brains what, what, what? diamonds on my wrist bitches gucci gang yeah i start chain yeah i start rain yeah i start chain yeah i start rain yeah, I heard a little bit of that. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, it's actually pretty decent, in my opinion. Um, it's definitely, you know, a bubblegum type, fun rap style. Not anything super lyrical or anything like that. But I think that he definitely has some good beats and like. Yeah, he definitely has his funny moments. Um, I wish that I had the the track listing of it here, because there are a few songs that there that stood out to me. Track list. Um, one other thing that I was trying to get a uh, listen to was some of like Ice T's old music. Because I came across, um, you know, something talking about the old beef with like him and Soldier Boy. I and had no idea. I had no idea either. <laughs> yeah. Sound. So, so when when Soldier Boy, you know, was blowing up, uh, Ice T went out and was saying that like he single-handedly killed hip hop with like his trash ass style. <laughs> or Ice Cube. Ice T. Ice T, like the guy that was on SVU, like Law and Order SVU. Yes. Still is on SVU, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. And I was going back and trying to check out some of his music, and honestly, it, it didn't. It's not that good. Yeah, I've never found him super listenable. I don't think um, I've ever listened to a single Ice T song. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, you know, I, I went back and there were a few of them that I recognized, but in general, nothing, nothing like stands out to me and it got me interested in like how he became or like was known for being part of the scene when he really doesn't seem like he offered. Well, I mean, for it. for me, there's definitely like a cutoff where like somewhere in the late 80s, you know, hip hop becomes a lot more listenable for me. And yeah, you know, just like the earliest stuff, um, like it, it's cool sometimes to see like what led into what and like historically, like what kind of set precedents or, you know, how things evolved, but it's not stuff that I would necessarily like throw on. Well, and enjoy it's a little too funky. A little too much of the glam rock there. Uh, it's the best part. The fucking outfits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Okay, getting getting back to to Lil Pump's self titled album, <clears throat> um, song "Youngest Flexer," Gucci Gang, um, were ones that I particularly liked, and he has a lot of you know just features <laughs> that you would kind of expect coming out of that with Chief Keith, Two Chains, uh, like I said, Gucci Mane, Lil Yachty, and. I don't know. I just I think it's a little more fun than some of the other things in that sort of genre we've seen come out recently. Word. Yeah, I've been um, I've been listening to uh, the new the new Open Mike Eagle album, mm-hmm. Brick Body Kids Still Daydream. Um, Everybody's secrets inspire all of my scenes. I write in all of my fantasies and I die in all of my dreams. My superpowers I maintain. I take control of my scene. Y'all sleep, but I can't say. I can't say all of that scene. I done told some goofy shit that sounded like a poem. I spun around in circles on the globe. So who the hell could ever feel at home? It's very, very cool. Um, more mellow than some of his other stuff he's already like pretty mellow rapper um but it um it's a pretty dope concept album about his i think it's either his grandmother his great aunt's um project building that was knocked down in chicago and um as some pretty like creative angles with like um you know rapping as the building itself um and like also like mourning for the building and he introduces this uh iron hood like kind of like ghetto superhero character um yeah overall very cool i think he's he's getting better at uh like hooks and you know he's always been a pretty incredible rapper in my opinion but i think he's getting better at um you know presenting complete packages that uh maybe have a little bit more of a broader appeal. I think it's interesting that um, right around now we've started to see like a more definitive breakdown of subgenres in, in hip hop where there there have been other uh, areas where it's sort of branched out like looking at uh, like the bling rap of like early 2000s but it seems like there's more solidified like differences while still all falling under like hip-hop-esque styles yeah i don't know actually what's going on with like heavy with all the metal genres and all there are now people get super pedantic about like which category everything falls into like this is metal this is like hardcore or whatever i don't know yeah this is as annoying about it with hip-hop but you definitely see the same thing. I think it's a sign of maturation, you know, like for sure. Pop coming into its own. People are starting to carve out their own niches for themselves. Other people are imitating that. I think it's pretty healthy. But at the same time, I think that it's important that they're kind of <clears throat> taking their own style and kind of saying like, fuck you i don't have to do whatever everyone else has done before like when you were coming out and you know doing your music when you were younger like was anyone there being like 
hey man like this is disrespectful to like other people no you were just kind of going out there and putting out things that you would want to listen to right and if you can't respect these people doing the same sort of thing it's just like it's gatekeeping <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure what have you been listening to v I'm gonna be honest. I'm listening to a lot of hip hop. I'm listening to a podcast, The History of Rome. Hell yeah, me too. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Duncan, the God, <laughs> and to this blues album by Raphael Sadiq called Stone Rollin'. Pretty sure one of the songs was in like it's one of those Marvel shows, I think. Luke Cage. I don't know, but it's a blues album. It came out in like twenty eleven. And it's super good. It's called Stone Roll and I highly recommend everybody listens to it. It's a lot more like solely kind of, but I like it a lot. I think that it's also like important to try and look at things like blues and uh, other like soul music that definitely hip influence what hip hop has become. Um, and can also help you like appreciate hip hop in a new light when you can see the roots that it came from. Obviously, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like when you hear a sample without the beat put into it, it sounds a whole lot different. Like within the song versus in the, in like a a sampled version. Yeah, and you can you know for, from that you can appreciate their craft. Like you know, hear yeah, hearing the song and then what they did to it to like make it fit their styles like wow they you know put in like a lot of work where people would say sometimes that you know like oh there's no instruments or anything like that like you didn't do anything to to make this music but that doesn't really apply as much i mean i think as time goes on like hip-hop isn't the pariah genre that was at its inception where like I feel like there's, I hear much less, even from like five, six years ago, much less of like people being like, ah, oh, like that's not real music, you know, people yeah. really like drawing a line in the sand or, you know, writing off the whole genre. Cause it's so, it's so ubiquitous now. Like rap music is pop music. Absolutely. It's actually kind of interesting because the word pop music used to mean like popular music, but now it's like its own genre of like more like playful. I don't know how exactly how to describe it, but I don't know. It sort of supplanted, it's like it became its own thing versus just being what is popular music. It's a yeah. little bit off topic for this show, but I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it's about time to get into the news. Um, let's start with yeah, the Eminem freestyle uh, that came that out awesome. out of BET, um, dissing Donald Trump. From his endorsement of Bannon, support for the Klansman, 
Tiki torches in hand for the soldier that's placking. Comes home from Iraq and is still told to go back to Africa. Forking a dagger in this racist 94-year-old grandpa who keeps ignoring our past historical deplorable factors. Now if you're a black athlete, you're a spoiled little brat for trying to use your platform or your stature to try to give those a voice who don't have one. What do you think, Nolan? I, uh, I'm still not really sure how I feel about it. Like he, I think that he said a lot of good things, but I just didn't, I didn't really like his flow. And, you know, it, it kind of sounded awkward when you just hear the audio that it's off of. It's just like a bunch of people standing around in a garage here like, <laughs> when he's just like in the middle of, in pausing between verses. So, you know, I think what he put forth was not. Uh, see, I, I've seen that, that opinion, you know, specifically citing his flow, but I totally disagree. I thought it was, like, I, I like it way more than, you know, Eminem's hyper-technical, like, kind of like, look at me, like, I can rap flat, fast, like, gimmick flow, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Like, a la Rap God. Um, yeah, I, I was like, but how long, how much has he done that since Rap God? Well, I mean, again, I, I just get, I get the sense that when people complain about this flow, which was, like, slower and more deliberate and more animated, mm -hmm. like, that they're like, ah, oh, like, he fell off, like, he, he can't yeah, I mean, rock it, the way he used to, but... It clearly I don't just think it was supposed to be about the music, it was more down. about what he said. Right. Yeah. So, like, obviously, he was definitely, like, forcing some of those rhymes. I, I definitely think so, but... I don't know. I like the. It was clear that was he it? was thinking of it as he was going, as real freestyle should be. But yeah, like the line about like the, the soldier who was like black who went to Iraq and then came back and told him to go to told him to go back to Africa. I mean, yeah. he definitely that was like an amazing line, but in the context of the actual freestyle, it sounded really out of place. Yeah. Right. I I think he tried to fit too many things that he wanted to say and like make them all sound good together which is tough to do enough in a produced song but uh when you just have these like ideas of what you're going to rap about in your freestyle um i think that he kind of overstacked his plate see i disagree i feel like um like he was he's trying to emulate like a, a rap battle, right? And I, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure that that wasn't a freestyle. I think it was a written kind of, you know, designed to sound like a freestyle, but- It must have been with all the camera work and everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And also some of those lines were like too thought out to like, um, was the line that the only thing he's fantastic for, cause that's how he gets his rocks off and he's orange. Like, mm. like, like the thing from Fantastic Four, it's like rocks and orange and then- yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think that was like off off the top of his head, but um, yeah. I thought I thought he was, you know, he's trying to contextualize it or like stylize it as if it was like a rap battle, and like that's why he has his like crew behind him. He's got like the cars with the lights on behind him, kind of emulate that, you know, makeshift arena. Um, 
kind of feel. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I can understand it in that light for sure, and and I do agree with you on the level that that what he said was good. Once again, just. I think he was also taking advantage of his platform, like being a freestyle at the BET Awards is like, right. Definitely the demographic that he's looking for to give that message out to. And I liked how he sort of like drew the line in the sand for his fans who who support Trump. Like he pretty much made it clear that you can't support Eminem and support Trump at the same time because they're clearly like diverging ideals. Yeah. And there's definitely overlap. Like, you know, the crowd that's like, yeah, I don't really like rap, but I like Eminem. Like, mm-hmm. they're probably a bunch of Trump supporters <laughs> in that demographic, I would assume. One thing that I saw brought up about that is that, like, in reality, that's not as, like, dangerous of a line as one, like, might think it is from what just based on what he said. Because, like, think about it. I, if you like Eminem and voted for Trump, chances are you like grew up with Eminem, right? Like there's, there's not a lot of people nowadays who just randomly pick up and are just like, Oh, I really like this new Eminem project. I've never heard of him before. And this album is tops. I just don't think that that's the case. I think that it's people that listened to him when they were younger and now have the ability to be like I can enjoy his music and still support the person that I voted for what's it going to be like oh no like Eminem wouldn't want me at one of his tours does he even tour anymore like I just don't understand (laughs) like no one no one's going to be like oh he said that like you shouldn't support my music if you support him. Okay, I'm just gonna go and burn all my Eminem CDs. Like, yeah, I don't think that people are gonna have that visceral of a reaction about it as much as the people who want to think that they would seem to be. Okay, should we go on to the next news topic? Yeah, um, so Nelly uh was arrested for allegedly raping a woman um which is pretty fucked up it also comes in the wake of some other news stories um, just like the harvey weinstein thing and then just the past couple of years i think entertainers and people in the entertainment business like there's been a lot of these kinds of stories coming to light um absolutely like abuse of power with like sexual favors and things like that yeah what how does this strike you Avik? um honestly i don't want to say i'm not surprised but like these stories about media moguls like getting involved with doing sexually duplicitous things has been around for a long time like in my mind at least starting with michael jackson that's been a thing forever or like roman polanski and his child abuse he literally just ran away to france i don't know i mean well, like you said earlier, Nolan, it's not like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like turn off the radio if a Nelly song comes on. I mean, I don't like the man because he's clearly a shitty person, and that video of him with that girl was very creepy. But yeah, just for context, there, 
like same night of these allegations coming out, um, there's a video from a concert um, he was doing where he like called a little girl up on stage. She's probably around 10. Um, and then he's like singing her like, I think is a love song. Regardless is like kind of creepy and intimate. And he was like playing with her hair. Um, and like, I'm not saying those things are connected. It's just <laughs> not a good look, like very poor timing at the least. Yeah, I agree. Especially when you consider like the lyrics of every Nelly song. They're not yeah. they're not like very it's not soft core. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're they're far beyond soft core, honestly. Yeah. Like it's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. Uh, hey, that's a, a staple of my early perception <laughs> of adult sexuality <laughs> as a fifth grader. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I agree with what you were saying, Avik, that like, I think that it's something that has been happening, but now it's just more easily reported. I think. It's almost bad that we're numb to it. It's definitely bad that we're numb to it. Oh, but yeah. It's like, the, it's like North Korean news. <laughs> like, you read the article, if it doesn't say, like, North Korea has bombed Guam, you don't even read it. Um, we, let's try to get one more and we don't have a ton of time. Um, but, uh, I did want to bring up that Suge Knight has accused Dr. Dre of paying a man named Dwayne Johnson $20,000 to kill him. Uh, and really what I'm waiting for is a statement from The Rock on whether or not... <laughs> Like I was saying earlier, this is like one of the most headline-worthy articles that I've ever seen, or stories. Like, Suge Knight, who's been in prison for, I don't know, is he still in prison? No, he's he out. He got out like a couple years ago, but he's a huge scumbag. Um, probably yeah. killed some people, probably. And then Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really common name. <laughs> if anyone could get past Dr. Dre's security detail, I think The Rock can handle it. Hey, he might have he might have a point, honestly. You never know. If Dre ends up dead, then we know. <laughs> no, if uh Suge Knight ends up dead. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. yeah, I got backwards. Also, like, Suge Knight, like, Suge Knight is the one who pays people to kill people, like, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or he just signs them. I just don't even know why you would get back into something like that. Like, you just got out of prison. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Look at OJ. Got out of prison, kidnapped a girl in Vegas. <laughs> and he's out now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Came out like really? last week, week and a half ago. <laughs> well, don't even get me started on recidivism rates in prison. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man. You want you want to take us away on uh, some some brain food, Nolan? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Um, so we we were already kind of dabbling into the topic a little bit talking about how like if i hear a nelly song i'm not gonna be like 
oh, I can't listen to this on the radio. Like this is this is unacceptable. I morally like object to who he is as a person. But um, you know, where is the line where an artist is just such a shitty person that you can no longer bring yourself to like endorse them or support them in any kind of way well i mean i have a charles manson song on my phone so that gives (laughs) (laughs) some context for where the line is i don't disclaimer i don't support charles manson Uh, (laughs) but that one song's like kind of pretty i think (laughs) i'm never taking kool-aid from you ever Look at your game, girl. What a mad delusion. Living in that confusion. Frustration and doubt. Can you ever live without the game? The sad, sad game. Yeah, dude. I've, I'm having a, uh, a house party at Roman Polanski's place. <laughs> bring your kids. No, 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 no. Don't bring your kids. Yeah, don't. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that people have been separating artists from the character or for the person from the from the artist for a long time. Like, like we were just talking about Suge Knight. He helped produce the Chronic. Like. He's clearly, clearly a bad person, charged with murder and attempted murder after a hit and run, went to jail, pleaded not guilty. I don't know. Clearly people have been able to separate. I don't know if it's a good thing, but I mean, I think there's something to say about respecting like musical talent, but not respecting a person. Like like Tupac, for example, was definitely a little shithead sometimes. Yeah, he, he raped a girl. Yeah. Absolutely. John Lennon, like we were talking about for the preparation for this. Yeah. Like, people have been separating his music from his personality ever since he's been making music. As I was say, I, like, I grew up listening to the Beatles and John Lennon, and what, when I thought about it in preparation for this, I was like, my, my dad told me, or like I became aware pretty early on that like he mistreated his first wife for sure, and um, that his relationship with Yoko Ono wasn't, you know, healthy, particularly. So, you know, and that never really stopped me from listening to the Beatles. And I think part of it might be, you know, because of something that you were saying earlier, like, we're just kind of numb to this kind of stuff, right? You just hear it every day that some sort of tragedy is occurring and you're just like in my mind it's kind of like an amazing painting like even if the person who painted this like beautiful like the best painting you've ever seen in your life was like a horrible horrible person the painting is still an amazing painting it doesn't change the fact that it's an amazing painting well at the same time though like the beatles are the beatles tupac is tupac death row records you know obviously a lot of incredible music came out of that but like i'm not gonna fucking listen to triple x tentacion because yeah 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 for those who don't know he choked the shit out of his pregnant girlfriend and like beat her pretty brutally 
Um, I think he's actually his court date either just passed or is like coming up soon. He's he's in the midst of all this, and his music just isn't good enough or like well established enough to like. I think that's what it is. Like if I haven't if I haven't heard somebody's music before, or I'm like not very into it, and I hear they do something horrible, there's no reason for me to ever listen to it again and give it a second chance. But if I already like it, and then I hear somebody did something, then it, I don't know. It doesn't change. It just has less of an impact on my opinion of the song, in and of itself. So then, in that sort of mindset, do you think that you could have the knowledge that this person who like made this album is a really bad person, but I think that you'll really enjoy the album a lot? Like, will you, will you give it a fair chance? without knowing what their music is like at all but having the knowledge that what they've done in their life is shitty i mean i generally if somebody tells me to listen to an album i generally listen to it and if i don't like it i don't like it if i do like it i do so i guess i can definitely separate the artist from the art yeah he's not a musician but like i saw rosemary's baby after which is a roman polanski film after i like knew about his shadiness um and like i don't know i like that movie (laughs) um so yeah i think it's weird like i feel like knowing someone in real life like knowing they did something awful in their past like i would write that person off even if i was like good friends with them there's some things that you know, it's just too much and I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, But with art, for whatever reason, I'm able to put up that wall and like, I don't know, I guess because art is representation, right? It's not, it's not like, it's not a mirror. It's not a reflection of them. It's yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's like like if if I would never follow these people's social social media, I guess, because my my mind social media is more of a mirror about like who you are than anything else. But music or art is more of like a commentary in my mind than a reflection. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Avik, you wanna hit us with that classic album? Alright, so, yeah, I think every week we're gonna try to have, um, a discussion about either a classic album or just an album that you really enjoy and we're gonna deconstruct it. We've all listened to it ahead of time. Uh, Yeah. So... The group we're listening to this week is, is called Little Brother, and the album is called The Minstrel Show. Sometimes I think I'm from another world. When I'm trying to tell a woman just exactly where I stand at. I want a girl when I want a girl. And when I don't want a girl, I want a girl who understands that. And that's some hard shit to explain. 
to a woman that's in love with you It's a pitiful thing Until I had to figure That I don't wanna play around But I don't wanna settle down And that's a man's dilemma Cause every man remembers How his daddy and his uncles did it Cause more than likely That's the way they gonna do it I know it sounds fucked up And most won't admit it But yo, I gotta face it Cause I know I'm living through it Cause when the party stops And niggas get old And the chain and the cars And the houses get sold And that other side of the bed get cold You don't wanna be alone So girl, I'm trying to hold and it's pretty much a concept album slash like commentary critique of the hip hop scene, like the mid 2000s, 2005, I think. And it's basically set up as if it's a fictional TV network and there's like satirical programs and advertisements, whatever. But I think that it's definitely had a lot of impact on today's hip hop. Like you like look at Jake Hole or Drake um, you can definitely hear the influence of Fonte on them. And while, um, oh my god, what's his name? Pooh, well, Pooh is not, in my mind, Pooh is not necessarily as fire as Fonte. He still delivers a pretty good, like, uh, combination with him throughout the album. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's Fonte, Pooh, and then Ninth Wonder. Fonte Ninth Wonder is production, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So I like it a lot. Uh, there's this one song called, uh, we were just talking about this earlier. It's called Cheatin'. Girl, I don't know what in the fuck you think this is. Always trying to play around and tell lies while you are not at home. Sorry, girl, you busted now. I saw the number on your cell phone. You cheating. You was cheating. Yes, you were. Caught you creeping. Yes, I did. To the window, to the wall, skeet, skeet. Trifling bone. Heavy breathing. Yes, you were. Now I'm leaving. I got to walk. And it's underneath the, uh, the, the, so what is, I can't think of the word, the, the pseudonym Percy Miracles. I don't by, know if you can read that. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. So, so the Fonte has this alternate persona called Percy Miracles, who's an R&B artist. But he's basically just like making fun of every other R&B artist. Because can you like remember the early 2000s? Like speaking of, of Nelly and like all those like soulful soap opera esque R&B songs. Usher and Chris Brown. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the song "Cheating" on this album that is just like super, super. Um, I think it's I think it's hilarious, honestly. And yeah, let, let's I'll, I'll give it to somebody else to talk about it a little more. I gotta like condense my thoughts a little. More. I, I, when I was, you know, taking down notes about what I liked about certain songs, I, when Cheatin' came on, I literally just wrote down, this is a song to fuck to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can't think what? of nothing that I, Yeah, I actually wrote down in my notes, Cheatin' is corny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I think I, I was taking that face value a little bit too much, though. So I wasn't. I was like, I, I didn't. I didn't really like it, but I don't think I was like listening too intently on it because I heard it come on. And I was just like, I don't know, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the front part of the album really made me think that it was more of like an R and B album more than a hip hop album because some of the production on it is much like slower and smoother with some like jazzy instrumentals in the back but um, i think that's just the influence of ninth wonder like ninth yeah. wonder is a fucking legend N yeah, ninth he, wonder like, has some um, on it 
was was really really good. I, I'm always conflicted about Ninth Wonder because I think he's an incredible producer. Like his whole uh, like the way he uses samples um, is like pretty impressive to me consistently. But sometimes when I'm listening to a lot of him in one sitting, like the beats start to blend together, they start to become a little samey. Like he just has such a defined style that um, you know sometimes I can. I struggle to differentiate and pick out a track that I'm like, oh yeah, this is like more dope than the others. Um, although there are some standout Ninth Wonder tracks, of course. One thing that, that Duckworth I, off Dam, that's a really dope Ninth Wonder beat. I, I found myself enjoying the back end of this album more than the uh, the beginning of it, I think. Um, which is not a very like usual thing that you find just because the way albums are usually structured that you put the more like exciting um, catchy songs in in the beginning and by the end it's a lot more conceptual and uh, like floaty but I didn't I didn't find that really to be the case I think, Honestly, I I think it's like a pretty good satirical, um, like an also hilarious, like commentary on rap culture at the time, mm-hmm. because you see like Fonte. I think in my opinion, he's maybe one, one of like the best to do it. Like he can do those bars where he's like totally shitting on somebody and like flexing his his shit his skill on songs like Watch Me and Say It Again. But then he well, also talks about favorite. like he talks about like his like issues with his father and like finding love in slow down and all for you. Mm-hmm. And so really interesting about this album is that it was this album was like could have been their rise to critical fame, but um, the BET Black Entertainment Network refused to show it because they deemed it quote unquote too intelligent. And then yeah, so Where, they. Uh, their music where, where, videos and, and, and singles weren't shown on the network because it was, quote, too intelligent. And, like, they could have been a way more big group than they are. You can hear him being, you can hear Fonte being sort of salty about it throughout the album, about how mm-hmm. he's been putting in all this work, but he's not getting any return. Yeah, definitely. Who are you citing on being to this album? Which is, I guess, like, tragic irony right there. Who are you citing on BT? turning them down for being too intelligent because that sounds honestly like something off of the album like that sounds made up not that i'm accusing you of making this this shit up to me uh hold on i'll send it to you i think that uh one of my favorite lines in the album was um one one's in hiding place He's show. saying, I ain't worried about people biting minstrel show. They're still teething on the listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was... He definitely has lots of clever little um, little tidbits like that. But... It does I don't know if Fonte does uh, anything by himself, but... It, it definitely felt like one of those uh, situations where they're doing a group thing, but one of them is pretty clearly better than the other. 
Yeah, absolutely. Not, not that the other one doesn't like compliment him well, but it's just it's not quite there. I yeah. when I say that, I think of like the underachievers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just kind of carrying it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think that was absolutely like what they were going for too. There's so many more Fonte lines and and verses, and there are poo verses, and I think that's for a reason. I forget on what song, but in one of the tracks off the, near the end of the album, there there's a big poo line talking about how, <laughs> like, he you know he pretty much realizes that people are more interested in listening to hear Fonte, but like. He's still got something to say too, but it's just kind of like, hey, we're giving, we're, we're giving you like a handout here. Yeah, I mean that's I, I I feel like that phenomenon's inevitable in any rap duo. Like, yeah. I don't know, pick anyone like Outcast. Yeah, universally accepted that uh, three stacks is better than Big Boy. Despite the fact that Big Boy is still, like, a great rapper. Um, but, yeah. you know, rap is so entrenched in this idea of, like, one-upping each other in, like, rankings. Um, that, like, when you when you put yourself side-by-side with someone, one of you is going to come out on top. Yeah, I think that that is definitely something that is inevitable. Or just any sort of group. I just don't think that it can ever really last. What do you mean? Um, you know, in, in what you were saying, where you're always trying to kind of like, you're not necessarily competing against one each other, uh, against each other, but your listeners are obviously going to, you know. Compare the two of you. Yeah, compare the two of you and, and pick a side. And it can, Absolutely. you know. I think that's just that's just inevitable, honestly. Yeah, I was and like, there's not really, there's really nothing you can do about it, but like, there's there's so few songs where like every single person on that song is like going in super hard and has amazing flow and amazing verses and amazing lyrics that like when those songs do come out, everybody remembers them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, this is a little bit of a non sequitur. That's like part of the reason why I think Wu-Tang gets as much props as they do. Like, they're definitely not yeah. all, I mean, like, yeah, definitely like Capadonna. <laughs> but he goes in on Triumph. They're like, you got it. Right, right, right. But for the most part, I'd say they're pretty much even and they trade off like best verses on songs like there's one of them is never dominating it um Mm -hmm. and they each sound unique but um yeah like they're they're kind of at the same level it's like really hard to compare you know ghost faced an old dirty bastard you know who did it better like that's a stupid comparison to make there's oranges Okay, so I think we're pretty much done with the classic album. Yeah. Do you guys have anything more to say? That was Cast's Rule Everything Around Me. Wow. Are we still recording? Yeah. I have to pee desperately. (laughs)
<laughs> Don't be a <laughs> bag. <laughs> uh, uh, you wanna you wanna make up a sign out thing, Nolan? Make, make up like a little like, sing us a song or like give us a little uh, little tagline. Um Fuck dude, you're putting me on the spot here. Yeah. Come on man. Um Yes, and me. Give me that uh, sweet, that sweet improv magic. All right, this is the, uh, the three creamsicles signing out. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs>